What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today we're going to be doing part three of the Avengers Infinity War breakdown, mainly focusing right here on the Act 3, the first part of the battle in Wakanda. Now I'm going to focus on that because I think there's a lot to really break down and I think a lot of kind of the issues for me and I think a lot of people, whether subconsciously or consciously, some of the issues are with this right here. And uh, I think it comes down to the direction, the directing from the Russo brothers uh, in their defense. They do really well with all the rest of the stuff. If you haven't seen my prior videos of part one and part two, this is not hate. This is, though, probably the one that I want to kind of be uh, the most critical of. But it's more just trying to, you know, open up on some of the things they maybe could have done better in a film that I did really enjoy and that I think is good. So this is not hate. This isn't like trashing the film by any stretch of the imagination, but it does have some flaws. And I think that this is the most, uh, the, the, the largest amount of flaws in one scene that they really had. And it was built up from some of the stuff that I've talked about in Acts 1 and Acts 2. And largely that's we have the first intro we were coming in. You got the Hulk falling down, which for me, I'm not a fan of. You're setting up the final battle scene that is to save the universe. And you're coming in with a you know humor joke of, you know, Hulk slipped on a banana. I mean, for me, I don't like it, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. But then the setup for it is you have Captain America, Black Panther, Wakanda, and... The group that's there, minus Hulk, have almost zero time in the entire movie. They have no story. There's nothing happening. There's nothing going on. We've had about a minute with Wakanda, and we've had a very small amount of time with Captain America and them. The characters that we actually had this in this vicinity that's had a period of time is Vision and Scarlet Witch. But they're up, pulled off away, that you don't even... You, they're, they're emotional, like the depth of the emotion that they tried to bring in in Act 1 over an hour ago has nothing to do with what's happening in the battle right now. Then add to that, the villains that we have are the weakest villains in the movie. Thanos is brilliant. Maul's was pretty good for a secondary villain. But these characters, they have very little dialogue at all. They have nothing really going for them. We've already seen them fail once. And then you add to that that ultimately who they're battling this main part of the you know fight is these mindless drones. And it's kind of the, the trope that's become done so much in the defense of this movie. I don't really know a way that you could have done it without something along these lines. You build up the characters to be so dangerous. The only way to be able to, you know, have it be interesting when you've got so many heroes there is to have them fight off just an endless barrage of enemies. Now, in defense of these enemies, the one, the one thing that's the worst trope ever that's not done quite as much anymore, but the Avengers have done it, is the whole destroy the head and then everyone else dies. At least you didn't have that. But these creatures begin to kind of run against the wall and they're trying to fight and the whole time they're trying to get there you have this build-up of them trying to pull themselves through and the terror of seeing these crazy wild animals kind of like attacking and willing to kill themselves and die 
to still continue and go on. And you can see the fear, especially on some of the Wakanda characters, on some of their faces of like, what in the world are we about to have to deal with? Now, one thing I forgot real quick, just before that, they went up there and kind of made the conversation. And Black Panther made the comment, which I think is very interesting, that he said, Thanos will have nothing but dust and blood. Now, skipping ahead to something that's going to be happening later, Thanos won when he goes and talks to Gamora at the end after he snaps his finger. She says, what did you have to do? He said, I had to you know, give up everything for this. So he gave up everything, which means he has nothing. Which Black Panther says he will have nothing. But then you go to right before that, what did he end up doing when he snapped his finger? He turned everyone to dust or half the population to dust. And then the one other little thing, the only thing they actually did do to Thanos is Tony Stark was able to be able to draw some blood. And they even took a moment to say it where Thanos goes all that for a drop of blood. So what did Thanos end up having? Nothing but dust and blood. It's just one of the little things I think that when people are talking about it being a just a dumb popcorn flick and just a you know event blockbuster and there's nothing more to it. I think there is a lot more to it, and I think that we'll be able to dig more and more into it when the second one comes out. But anyways, these creatures are kind of going through. You see the fear. I think it would be better to kind of make it almost like a horror thing. I do like the buildup of this. You're about to have this huge battle. Take the time. Let the stage kind of set itself a little bit, especially since we haven't had any time with these characters. But one thing I think that could have kind of elevated the kind of intensity of this is when they're leaving Black Panther, when they were up top, Black Panther says, you know, clear, get everyone out of the city, evacuate the city. Now, I think it would have been better if they would have s still had them being, you know, trying to evacuate. And this be something that's on the mind because Captain America and all of the Avengers, they've been around the block with these. The Wakanda people, talented, strong, incredible at fighting, haven't had to fight the level of competition that the Avengers have fought. So they see this happening there. Oh, this is cool. This is like what we did in New York. No big deal. Let's handle this. We got this, guys. Let's wrap this up. So they don't have that fear behind it. So you got the Wakanda characters that are fearful because of what's happening with these creatures coming. But if you add in, which fits along with a lot of stuff that we dealt with with Civil War and some of that stuff, if you have the, like, the civilians trying to escape in Wakanda that are now in danger... And then you also had the end of Black Panther where they're opening up themselves to the world for the first time. And now, after opening themselves up to the world, now they're already in danger. And you could have had the line earlier that was by M'Baku who said, this is the fall of Wakanda. This could have been said earlier that would have set up the fact that like these people are about to get hurt. And that makes then Cap and some of the other Avengers... Their worry is something may happen to the civilians. So then, again, you're elevating the tension. You're elevating kind of the fear of the characters and the desire that they have to succeed here. And just, I think, would have added a little bit more to it, along with trying to actually build up these characters where they actually had a story in this movie. Because I think, ultimately, probably would have been better to make this actually a trilogy. Which, you know, whatever. But it would have been better to do a trilogy because... You had Tony's story, Tony, Peter Parker, Doctor Strange, Thanos, Gamora, the Guardians, Thor. Their stories are phenomenal, like really, really solid. They really build up all those characters. But then you come to Captain and they don't have anything. 
Then we get to the tactics of what's happening in this battle. It starts off, and they're trying to get through. As they're trying to get through, they set up the shields with the you know Wakanda technology. And some of them are getting through, and they're way back. And they're just picking them off from far away. And then Falcon and Rhodey are flying over the top, kind of dropping bombs on. This is working fairly well. But then when they say, let's let them in, in which when they said, you know, let them in, it could have been if you would have done what I talked about, having Wakanda not completely evacuated. She said, are you sure, my king or whatever she says, you know, the city's not fully evacuated. And he's like, we've got to do it. And so this reminds you yet again, they're not evacuated. We've got to do something. Instead of it just being about protecting vision. It's about protecting vision and it's about protecting Wakanda. And again, that elevates it just a little bit. But as soon as they say, okay, open it up, they decide to run forward. Why, why do you run forward here? Would it not be strategically smarter to sit back, wait, let them come to you, pick off as many as you can as they're coming, have the people flying over the top, dropping bombs, picking them off as much as possible, and then once they get to you, you're fighting less, as opposed to just running up into the middle of everything. I get it, it's a cool scene, it's, it's stupid, but with them running in, it's cool to watch Cap and Black Panther run forward. And when they first ran into it, and it was kind of this, you know, crashing in together of the two just kind of running in groups, it reminded me very much of Game of Thrones' uh, Battle of the Bastards scene, which was a really, really well shot fight scene. Unfortunately, as soon as you start to get that feel, it pulls back out and lets you see the scope of what's happening. And I think that's unfortunate. I think what would have worked better for the way it was setting itself up. It took a lot of time to build up the suspense, to build up the tension, to build up that fear of, oh my God, look at these crazy creatures that will do anything to attack us. And as they're running forward, you've got this kind of overshot that shows these huge groups running into us. What they use in the trailers like crazy. Once you get into it, Put us in the situation of the characters. Let us feel what they would feel. They've had that fear. They've had that tension building up. And now they're in the middle of it. And it's this onslaught of never ending. Where you're in the middle of it and the camera's moving with the characters as they're trying to fight and dodge somebody, hit somebody, move. And it's relentless. It's relentless for the characters. So it should be made where we feel like it's a little relentless to us as well. Like if you've seen in the, uh, the movie, the movie, the show Game of Thrones, how it was for the character in the Battle of the Bastards, where you just, you're, you're in it, you can't do anything, and it's unrelenting, it's never ending, and that's how you should feel in this scene, that's how you should feel in this moment, and I think it would have been a lot better if they would have done something kind of more along those lines, would have worked a lot better, I think it would have elevated the scene a bit more. Then it cuts back to Vision for a small second, and um, again, this is where just the flaws for me you built up in the first act this relationship with scarlet witch and vision and then we haven't really seen it much at all we didn't see it at all in the second act and then you're cutting back to him and she's not even like really there you're cutting between shots of like vision's head and then the doctor who i never can remember her name and she's you know doing some work on him why not at least use this to build up some more of the relationship between Scarlet Rich and Vision? This is going to be the end moment. Their love, her desire to not want to kill them. That's a special thing that happens that makes the very the end very emotional. And it's still emotional. And it still works, but it just could have worked better. Then you cut to Thor. Not much to really break down on this scene. But 
itself is just good. It's just good quality scene. Good quality scene. I don't think that's it's 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 just it's really well done. It sets up Thor. Thor's story arcs are very good through this. His desire to f beat Thanos, he will sacrifice anything to be able to beat him. And then you have the kind of turn with Groot. You have the connection with Rocket there. That as soon as he sees Thor in trouble, he pulls in and he goes. He's trying to bring back Thor. Like you're seeing this care from a character that when we first met him, refused to care for anyone. And so I just, I really like this overall. It was just really solid. Done in about two and a half minutes. And then right after that, we cut back to Wakanda. And this is where you begin to see the turn of the battle. Where they are beginning to get overwhelmed. And you're starting to see the losses. And this is, much like I said, I wish they would have kind of done like the Battle of the Bastards fight scene at the beginning when they first rushed in. Like if you would have been able to have that type of fight scene there. And then cut to Thor. And then cut back and make these adjustments that I'm about to suggest. I think that this could have been so much better. And again, this is why I think this is a really good movie, but it's not a great movie because of these things. And I think if, again, as well, that I gotta keep harping on because this is just the biggest issue for me for the film is the lack of development of these characters that we're gonna be following for the chunk of the third act through the second act. There was nothing for these characters. So my biggest problem with this scene, this scene happens very quickly and there's quick cuts. It's not as much that it's shaky cam, but that the cups have no the cuts have no rhyme or reason to them. They just hop, 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 hop. And it's so hard for you to follow and it's so confusing for you to be able to see what's happening that overall it just doesn't really makes sense. You can't catch it. You can't pick it up as you're watching it. And so it's kind of just like stuff happening. This is just the huge event blockbuster. Stuff's happening. Yay. Happy. But it's not really doing much for the story. It starts with Bucky in the middle. Then he cuts left. Then it jumps around in the middle and begins to get kind of attacked and swarmed by so many creatures that you can't really even tell what's going on. It then goes to the middle where you have both Captain America and Black Panther fighting in one little moment. And then they begin to kind of spread out left to right. Your eyes don't know where they're supposed to go. Do you go to the right with Black Panther? Do you go to the left with Captain America? Then you have a back shot of Rhodey in the middle of the screen. He begins to fade off to the right. Then cut back to the front with him in the middle again. Then he's knocked down and thrown off to the left of screen. Cut again to him into the middle of the screen, collapsing onto the ground. Cuts back to the villains being able to catch it, and then one of the characters is jumping across screen, which cuts to the next cut, which is Black Panther. Black Panther then gets kind of pulled around and dragged around. The whole time though that he's being dragged around, he's in all black, these creatures are in all black. There's like four or five of them in the middle of the screen. How do you know which one to watch? How do you know which one to follow? He's then tossed off to the right of screen by one of the creatures. Cut to the middle of the screen, Captain America fighting. Then it's a back shot up close of Captain America with the villain all the way up in his face kind of attacking. The villain's in the middle but so up close it's hard to even tell what's going on and again this is moving by really fast and really hard to keep up with. Then we have Captain America thrown from the left of screen rolling across to the middle. Cut to Hulk moving in from the right of screen into the middle where he's then jumped on and attacked by a bunch of characters. Now all of that actually ends up happening in about 38 seconds. Now, that is way too much moving, cutting from one moment to the other, where your eyes don't know where to go. 
it's jumping from one spot to the other to the other, and there's no rhyme or reason. It's not like your eyes start here, and the characters move over here, and then they move over here. And then you don't know geographically where you are in the scene. You don't know where who's, who's where, what's going on. And that's something that they did brilliantly with the first Avengers with the New York battle. Where it was moving around screen, but it was moving from one spot to the other spot, and you were following along. You would have Hulk and Thor attacking on top of the beast, and then Iron Man would fly by, and he would move this way, and he would cut across past Hawkeye, who would then be following around and shoot somebody over here that would then fall down in front of Black Widow. And you followed it, and you're, it's perfectly smooth to understand where everything is going. But here it jumps and cuts back and forth and your eyes are okay okay where does this happen here what goes here and it's happening so fast you don't know what's happening you don't know what's going on and the characters captain america black widow black panther bucky all these characters are wearing black fighting against creatures that are very dark probably possibly black very close around so you have these quick cuts. You don't know what's going on with the scene. They're being attacked and jumped on. And it's happening so fast. And everyone's in black. How do you keep up with it? How do you know what's going on? It doesn't make any sense. Now the other option, which I would suggest, is doing what they did with Mad Max Fury Road. Now in Mad Max Fury Road, if you've seen it, which you should see it, there is stuff happening everywhere. It's chaos all over the screen. Everywhere something's happening. Fire, bikes jumping multiple cars, everything going on. But, because it's brilliantly directed and brilliantly shot, and again, the Russo brothers, in their defense, were TV, comedy TV show directors that are now doing this. So they're not very skilled in action. If you watch the progression of their stuff from Winter Soldier, very much shaky cam, very much not the best action shots that you can have, but an incredible story. And then you go to Civil War, which had a much better visuals, but it was actually they brought in the director of John Wick to shoot a lot of those. So that explains why it was a little bit better shot in those. Then we come to here and they, they have improved, but it's still kind of lacking in a lot of ways. So if they would have followed along the lines of what's done in Mad Max, where there's so much stuff going on, there's so much stuff to see. It's a big extravagant event type blockbustery film, but all action and everything happens in the middle of the screen. The camera will move itself or place itself around so that you can see a different shot, see a different angle, but the action of what's going on is always in the middle of the screen. You're always being able to focus. Your eyes don't have to figure out where you need to see. You can still kind of take a look around the screen and see all that's happening, but you always know if you want to know exactly what the director's wanting you to see, where the story's happening at, you look directly in the middle of the screen. And I think when you're shooting something as chaotic as this, that that would have been something that would have been much smarter to do. And instead of cutting around and moving around like this and having the characters jump into positions, and a lot of the cuts were these wild creatures that are jumping around and attacking, it would be one of them jumping and attacking, and it would cut to someone else being jumped and attacked, which sounds like a reasonable cut, but other cuts would be character on the over here, and it wouldn't even be a match cut. Where a match would be there, they're in the same like quarter quadrant of the screen, and it matches over where when the next one, so you, you follow it right there. They did it occasionally, but imagine along these lines you have Bucky, which is the first shot, and you're up close on him, and he's kind of firing off on everything, and then all of a sudden he gets jumped on and hit. 
once he gets jumped on the hip, pull the camera back a little bit. And as the camera is being pulled back, still in the center of screen, you're getting a better shot of three or four jumping on him, which is what's happening in the scene. And as you're watching the three or four jumping on him in the middle of the scene, then you can see them get kind of tossed off. And that's where you see now it's actually a match cut to where the middle of the screen still where Captain America and Black Panther have done th tossed off two character, uh, two or three of the you know villains creatures attacking, and then they begin to move after them. So here's a point where to follow the way they did it and shot it it's beginning to break off. So where does your eyes go? About the time you're trying to figure out where your eyes go, in from behind the camera comes in Rhodey flying up right into the middle of the screen and you follow him with the camera and then you have a behind shot of him shooting down and attacking everything. Then you, as you're seeing what all he's shooting and turn around, you turn around to the max cut on the front of him firing off and that's when he gets hit. When he gets hit, he gets thrown down again onto the middle of the thing and then it goes to a match cut basically to Black Panther who was in the middle of the screen. But then what happened was, was he was getting dragged around and it's hard to see what's happening or what's going on there because they're all matching in color. But what he could have, what they could have done is to move the camera with it. Now this is where we get coming to the issues with action films now is they're trying to make it realistic. They're trying to make it like, oh, we're moving around. You've kind of got a POV experience. It makes you feel like you're there. The problem with this is a lot of them don't do it very well. You know, this is Paul Greengrass who did it with uh, Jason Bourne and it was done very well. And he set up a lot of things in that and I don't want to break down how he did his films. But the way he did it, he did it in such a way that he made it with lighting or the colors that were set up with each character so that you would always distinctly know which character was which. So even though it's shaky cam and it's moving, you can't see exactly everything that's going on. You understood it because of certain things like color, location. All these things were always completely understood because these directors aren't skilled enough to do that, which is understandable and fine it would have been smarter to then move the camera with that. So Black Panther's being dragged around and you're still seeing that. But as he's being dragged around, the camera's moving with it. And so you're feeling yourself being moved around. But the whole time, Black Panther's kept in the center of the screen. So you're always able to pay attention to the character that you're supposed to and you don't get lost with, whoa, where is he? Because there's four people in all black right now jumping all over the place. What's happening to Black Panther? I can't tell. Then you would be able to see that. And then as he's tossed off, you know, move the camera off there and then match it to as he's being moving across the that's when one of the creatures jumps on onto Captain America. And then you don't have such a weird close-up that's able to show the creature. And I guess it's for like kind of horror aspect is the only thing I can think of, the shot. But... It doesn't work when it's like a half second shot. So then he's tossed and rolled across screen and then it goes to Bruce Banner and the Hulk thing. And you get the point. But if it would have been done that way, you would be able to follow the action of what's happening in that scene to be able to understand and keep up and go along with the story that entire time. And I just think that that would have been kind of the best thing to do for this to elevate this scene and to make the action and the way it's shot so much better that 
even again with some of the issues that I brought up with Act 1 to Act 2 that I'm not going to mention again because I've mentioned it so many times, that it still would have kept you so into the scene and so into the action. And it still would have gave you the same feel, but I think even more, because instead of trying to think about who's where, what's going on here, you're just taught thinking about, wow, this is a relentless attack. What's going to happen to these characters? I'm seeing like, every time I'm with a character and I'm only with them for like three seconds and then something happens. But you always know what's happening with the character because they're always in the spot that you're supposed to watch. Again, this is 38 seconds. So this isn't like, oh, wow, it's going to get boring if I'm watching one singular thing. And if you think that, go watch Mad Max and tell me whether or not that's a boring movie. Because it's not. And that's what... When you have so much going on everywhere, you've got to be really smart with your directing to make sure that you can focus the eyes of the audience on where they need to be. And again, if you wanted to move the action, then there needs to be a rhyme and a rhythm to it. It's not like you're going from here to here to here. And this is on a small screen. You're probably watching it on like your iPhone or an iPad or, you know, maybe a laptop. It's like 15 inches. Now imagine that on the big, huge IMAX screen or just even a normal movie screen. Your eyes are going to have to be, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, just imagine how much more that is. Now, if you go and rewatch that scene, kind of think about that and think about, whoa, okay. And you may be able to even pick it up a little bit more because you've watched me break it down and you've got an idea of where this is going on. But I think just trying to give criticism to a great film, a good film, a B to B plus film, that to kind of just give a different look into it than most people are giving, that's what I wanted to do with this. I hope it was something that you enjoyed. I ended up, because of the breaking down of this, um, I'm not. I'm going to break down this, and then I'm going to break down what happens on Titan. But uh, I just want to keep this in one video, because it's a lot to kind of chew on, I think, and kind of think about as far as such a big movie. And it's such a big movie. Why put it into everything that's going on? Let me break down and focus in and kind of hone in on specific things for each little moment. I think that's better for y'all watching it. I hope so. If it's not, <laughs> it's a little too late for you to say, no, nah, I would have rather had it all in one video. Um, but that's, anyway, this is that this video, part three. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope it kind of, you know, was a little bit enlightening on what's going on, or maybe I'm just talking about a bunch of dumb stuff and everyone's already clicked off. I don't know, but those are my feelings and thoughts on kind of these three scenes as I'm going scene by scenes. If you haven't been watching so far and this is your first one, I have broken down the first two acts going scene by scene. So go back and check those out. I'll have them linked at the end of the video. And so also uh, comment down below if there's anything that you think about, want to talk about, ask about discuss about anything to do with the movie. I look forward to discussing that with you. You can go to my T Public page. It is linked down below if you want to get any of my t-shirt designs or anything like that. That'd be absolutely incredible. If not, thank you very much for watching. And as always, never forget you nerf herders. I love you.